0: Thank you for joining today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast, and thank you for having a desire to be your best at work and helping your organization achieve success. This podcast focuses on tactical actions to improve workplace culture, and these tactics align to our nine principles for organizational excellence. As you may recall from our last episode last week, we talked about authenticity. Authenticity is a basic to connecting with another human being. Authenticity is known as believability. Becoming an authentic leader is not necessarily easy, but the concept is simple. When we are authentic, those we lead are more likely to believe us and comply with our request. It's difficult to lead others when people don't see us as being authentic. Authenticity then creates followers. Authenticity is important. But what exactly do we mean by this term? When I ask this question, sometimes I hear that authentic people are passionate and committed to what they do and say. Part of being authentic is standing up for what we believe in and speaking the truth as it seems to us, even if it's not what others want to hear. People can be committed to and passionate about something, but this by itself is not enough. Authenticity is more than when we believe in what we say or act in a way that is consistent with our beliefs. We may stand up and say what we truly believe without being authentic if our actions are self-serving. Sometimes people who lead with strong beliefs can be inauthentic when they always see their way as the right way. Being authentic depends on what's behind what we say and do. Everything we do is connected to our wants. Tim Carey, a professor of clinical psychology, shares that an important thing to appreciate about wants is that wants are all about results, not actions. If we want to understand why we act in a particular way, we have to look at the results of our actions, not the behavior itself. Let's take a minute and answer these questions to play this out. When we show gratitude to someone, what result do we want from our action? When we present at a meeting, what result do we want from our action? When we choose to contribute to a conversation in a meeting, what result do we want from our action? How self-aware are we when we answer these questions? By becoming self-aware, we temper our actions to achieve results that align to meaningful motives. Authenticity stems from our ability to make meaningful connections with people. People connect to us when they see solid motives that are inclusive of them. Today's topic comes from the continued request I received from client organizations to provide training on running effective meetings. I deploy training that people tend to like and that provides tools and tactics to help people lead meetings. During the training sessions, I've realized that people really want to know how to manage people's behavior that gets in the way of meetings being a positive experience and getting to the right outcomes. As I normally do as a first step, I I propose we work on ourselves before we work on others. And that's not to say that people aren't disruptive or that there will be some people who will not work on themselves. We can come back to this once we take some time to increase our self-awareness by being reflective on how authentic we are. Sometimes we do something because what we want is so strong that our actions overpower our ability to be disciplined. It's as if we can't help ourselves from acting a particular way and sometimes we leave these situations with regret and sometimes we are simply unaware of our impact on others. (laughs) Have you ever been in a room listening to someone speak and see and feel the boredom of the audience as the speaker goes on and on and on. We wonder why the speaker can't see what we and seemingly everyone else sees and feels. Sometimes we do things we don't want to do because an underlying want is powerful in driving our behavior. For example, we may give in to a request because we want to please others when that request gets in the way of us doing the work that is most important to achieve organizational goals. The next time we do something we want to do and we are perplexed that we did not get the outcome we wanted, Let's think about the result of our actions. Carrie tells us that doing this deep reflection may take a bit of meandering through the back streets of our minds. In fact, we'll probably discover an answer we don't like to admit. We may be acting in self-serving ways. For example, we may reject ideas outright, argue a point for too long or go off on another topic that may or may not be related to the discussion. We may try to have the best idea. We'll interrupt people or talk more than anyone else. And we may bring up one of our pet concerns to push a point when this concern is totally off topic. We may interject humor or distract ideas or conversations that push against our thoughts or plans. These behaviors show up in meetings. If we are a person in a meeting that continues to talk to get our point across when time has expired or others are offering different information or information that challenges or expands our own point, let's ask, what result are we trying to achieve by acting in the way we do? You know, it could be, I know more than anyone and want to make a point because others aren't doing the right thing or doing something right. I want my way to be right. I want people to know how valuable I am. I don't want new information shared that would change the course of what I'm doing. It may add more work to my plate. I don't want to be questioned. I don't want someone else to get credit or add value because what I do might be devalued. Here's the difficult news that Carrie tells us about our wants. Whether we like them or not, and whether we're aware of them or not, the wants that are part of us are always wanting. They can be ignored or restrained for a little while, but never indefinitely. In this episode, I'm asking each of us to be self-reflective. Let's think about times when we may have exhibited an action because of an underlying want that took something off course with our team. We may see our act as pure and good when others simply don't see the same. Let's look at a positive example that builds authenticity. When we express gratitude to others, we feel good about that act. We may take time to write a meaningful message with words full of compassion for someone else. We are doing it to make the other person feel valued with no expectation in return. Every year, Theresa Vernetson gives me a calendar of pictures of flowers she takes throughout the year. I absolutely love this calendar because it comes from the genuine care Theresa has for beautiful flowers and for me. This year, I didn't get the calendar prior to the new year because Theresa had some external factors that kept her from coming to our office during the holidays when I received it at the end of February, I was delighted. It put a big smile on my face and joy in my heart. Now well, that's authentic giving. Giving to others makes us feel good. But when giving to others makes the other person feel better than what you felt by the act, it's authentic. When I see people ask others a probing question, such as, Tell me more about what you're asking so that I can understand more about your needs. And then they listen, process, and consider the information, and continue the discussion with that consideration, and their continuous follow-up actions show they listened. That's authentic. It's not one and done, but truly processing to build caring interactions with others. When someone we lead advances their skills and we notice it and ask them how we can help shape their position to gain purpose in their work and life, and then we continue to act in a helpful way, that's authentic. When I look back over the years, I believe authenticity is required to be an excellent leader, and that's not to say that a great leader has always been authentic. In fact, I bet many great leaders were not always scoring the highest score on the authentic scale. They learned to be aware of their wants and how those wants influenced others. Then they cared enough to do the difficult self-awareness work to change their actions. Bill George is the author of True North, Discover Your Authentic Leadership. He writes that being an authentic leader is hard work and takes years of leadership experience to become that type of leader. Also, he shares that everyone behaves inauthentically at times. They say and do things they regret. The key to maturing into an authentic person is to become self-aware of why we act in the way we do. I'm continuing to mature to become an authentic leader. Here are the things I have to catch myself doing if I want to be an authentic leader. I'm being inauthentic when I judge our team or their work without compassion and care, push my ideas too quickly, lose patience before understanding the context of a situation, and engage in a conversation when my mind is a million miles away. On the other hand, I'm becoming an authentic leader when I do things like look for the qualities that team members bring to the job and match their skills and passion to jobs to be done in our organization. I'm being authentic when I challenge our team to achieve high standards by setting clear expectations that challenge them to reach higher than they imagined. I'm being authentic when I admit mistakes and open my mind and heart to change course when needed. If you want to practice some actions to be an authentic leader, try these. Listen to others to ask probing questions, paying ridiculous attention to what they are saying. Listen to the answers to learn how to continue to improve practices and yourself, and keep asking questions. When people are providing input, be open to see that what they have to say may be more important than what you have to say to help the team. Leverage the strengths of people you work with and those you lead. (laughs) When using humor, Do so to help people make progress. Make sure you aren't using humor to intentionally push people off task. And Find a way to grow your self-awareness. Think about how what you do affects others. We all have opportunities to guide others. Let's connect back to holding effective meetings for a moment. Meetings are intended to give our teams opportunities to engage in meaningful discussions to do our best work. Everyone on the team needs to be a leader at meetings. It's difficult to do when people don't see us as being authentic. Remember, authenticity is basic to connecting with another human being. When we are authentic, people trust that we are doing the right things to help individuals in our team succeed. When we aren't, people feel it and doubt our connection to them. This week, let's challenge ourselves to deepen our awareness to be authentic. Let's think of a time when we were not authentic. Note what we did and deeply reflect on the underlying result we were trying to accomplish with our actions. Then, let's define the result to achieve that builds authenticity and act to get that result. To be an authentic person, We have to do this self-work every day. And that's the type of person most of us want to be. Before we go, I wanna make sure you know about our event coming up, What's Right in Education. It's our annual leadership conference. We'll hear about key strategies to shift culture, improve processes, and exceed results. Like our podcast, these two days will highlight specific tactics from the nine principles for organizational excellence, actively driving results in highly effective organizations. You can view our featured speakers and find out more about the conference, What's Right in Education, on studereducation.com slash events. We hope you'll think about joining us at what's right in education. Thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please share the podcast and make sure you're subscribed. I look forward to connecting with you next week as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. If you're looking for more resources related to today's episode, head over to studereducation.com podcast. Have a great week.